Christians today agree on the personhood of the Holy Spirit. None of us doubt the Holy Spirit. We recognize that God is the Father and God is the Son and God the Holy Spirit. Three, Father, Son and the Holy Spirit, yet one God. We never debate about it and we believe in the Holy Spirit. However, growing up, we all have our own understanding of the Holy Spirit. For some people, noise is the Holy Spirit. For some people, exercising charismatic gifts is the Holy Spirit. Prophecy and tongues and clapping hands and a lot of noise is the Holy Spirit. For some people, silence and solitude and order is their upbringing of the Holy Spirit. So what truly is the blessed Holy Spirit? Now based on our upbringing and the churches that we come from, we have our own understanding of how the Spirit of God moves within us. While I don't deny everything that I spoke about the Holy Spirit, about silence and solitude and noise and shouting and speaking in tongues and prophesy, I think we need to have a deeper understanding of what the Spirit of God is. And this message is my study into the Spirit of God. And we will take some time into understanding the third person in the Trinity called as the Blessed Holy Spirit. Gordon Fee, the great scholar, who is an Assemblies of God scholar, he said like this, the contemporary churches, both Pentecostal and non-Pentecostal, due to enculturation, is missing the point and is therefore quenching the spirit, marginalizing and domesticating Holy Spirit, and ultimately making the churches witness ineffective or quenching the spirit. Let me explain that once again. What is enculturation? It is the gradual adaption of the characteristics by a person or a group or adaption of our service patterns to a non-Christian background. That means when we adapt a kind of worship, a group of churches or some individuals and say this is how the Holy Spirit works, or when the church dilutes to adapt its worship lifestyle to what is happening in the culture outside, and we say that is how the Holy Spirit works, it is not what the Bible speaks about the movement of the Holy Spirit. So let us read that once again, understanding this. The contemporary churches, both Pentecostal and non-Pentecostal, due to enculturation, is missing the point and is therefore quenching the spirit, marginalizing and domesticating the Holy Spirit, and ultimately making the church's witness ineffective. So what is the Holy Spirit? Who is the Holy Spirit? The third person in Trinity. How do we understand the person and the role of the Holy Spirit? And how does the Holy Spirit show himself? When we talk about Spirit and Holy Spirit, now we all come with our own understanding based on our backgrounds about the word Spirit because Spirit is a very common word. 
Some people, when they think of the spirit, they think about a ghost without a body, very frightening and moving around and that's their understanding of a spirit. And some people growing in churches have come across the manifestation of the evil spirit and uh, they have a different understanding on what is an evil spirit and then they make their understanding on what the Holy Spirit is based on how the Lord deals with the evil spirit. And we have all seen that growing up in our churches. For some, the spirit means the spirit of man, something which is external, the charisma and the spirit of man. And for some people have varied understanding of the Holy Spirit, especially for Christians based on our upbringing in our churches and what we have heard coming from our background and what we have heard in our fasting prayers and emphasis that our leaders have made. I'm not negating all that. They're all the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. And then moving forward, some people have an understanding because of the worldview of spirit. Because the religion, every religion speaks about spirit. And there are, there are spirituality and school of spirits in most of the religions. So when we come to church and take the Bible and think about the Holy Spirit, we bring in all our culture and we put into understanding of the Holy Spirit. Because spirit is a common English word and uh, when we talk in the New Testament, we try to bring our stories into what the Spirit means. Open your Bibles, if you will, to John's Gospel, the Gospel according to John, chapter 13. In John's Gospel, John chapter 1 to 12, John writes about the first two and a half, three years of Jesus' ministry. This 12th chapter contains a lot of months and a lot of work of Jesus' ministry. But when we come to chapter 13 to 17, four chapters, this is one night of Jesus' discourse on the night he was betrayed, on when he celebrated the, the last supper with his disciples. So John is kind of going fast-paced gospel. And when it comes to the night when Jesus was betrayed, he just kind of slows down and he gives us a slow motion of what is happening in the night of his betrayal. And Jesus knows that he's going to be betrayed and he's going to be crucified and he will rise again on the third day and the time has come for him to go back to his father. So he's preparing his disciples that I'm going away. And when he talks to his disciples that I'm going away, they are very troubled. They're very discouraged in their hearts. And to encourage them, Jesus promises them the Holy Spirit which will come upon them. John chapter 13, verse 33. My children, it's a very affectionate way of calling a group of disciples who are so troubled. It's very affectionate towards people when we go through trouble in our lives. That is what Jesus is. My children, I will be with you only for a little longer. You will look for me and just as I told the Jews... So I will tell you now, where I am going, you cannot come. The disciples are really troubled about it. They have left everything and followed Jesus. And now he comes up with this news that he is going away. And we cannot be where our master is. And look at Jesus' response in chapter 14, verse 16 to 17. I will ask the father and he will give you 
another advocate to help you and be with you forever so who is that advocate the advocate in verse 17 the spirit of truth the spirit of truth is the advocate now advocate is a word of talking about somebody who comes alongside to help us to guide us it is somebody uh, like helping a blind man crossing the road somebody comes alongside us and aids us in the work that we are doing and jesus said i'm going away but i'm going to send you the advocate and who is that advocate the spirit of truth and jesus goes on to say in verse 17 the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him or knows him holy spirit cannot be seen but children of god can know the holy spirit not the world you understand see what jesus is telling the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him but you know him my disciples my children know the holy spirit for he lives with you and will be in you as you are seated over here this morning and as we go about our business on monday to saturday god has promised us that the blessed holy spirit is in us and the holy spirit is working in and through us can i hear an amen church verse 18 says i will not leave you as orphans i will come to you so what is jesus telling over here in the previous verse he said that i am going away and they are upset about it and now jesus says i'm going away and i'm going to send somebody else the holy spirit but i'm also coming back to you it does not make sense somebody say that i'm going to mumbai for a week but i am with you for this one week it does not make sense for us and that's what jesus said even though i'm going away from you my presence is going to be the same way with you in spirit and i'm a go in body but in spirit i am with you and with the church of the lord jesus christ jesus is now introducing to us that a new person is coming into the story but this is not the origin of the holy spirit god has no beginning so holy spirit has been there from the beginning but for the understanding of the disciples a new person is coming into the story you think that it is bad that i am going away but it is for your good that i am going away because the advocate and through that advocate i will come and i will be with you says the lord jesus christ jesus in his earthly ministry was limited to the geographical location that he was in and he did a wonderful ministry going by the spirit of god and bringing people to the kingdom of god and making disciples and sending them out and empowering them but if jesus ministry has to go to the ends of the world he cannot be as a human being he is a human being and a complete god so he needs to withdraw from the scene and he needs to send his spirit in such a way that wherever the disciples go to the ends of the world he is going to be with them in a new way so that the work of god can be taken to the ends of the world and that's why jesus sent the blessed holy spirit john chapter 16 verse 7 but very truly i tell you it is for your good that i am going away unless i go away in body the advocate will not come to you but if i go i will send him to you so in other words it is a spirit of jesus who's come as the holy spirit he is with us in spirit 
and he is in us jesus christ god the father the triune god now when i talk about the spirit to all of us in this 21st century we have our own understanding of what the spirit is i just explained that to you so when a jewish young man jesus christ growing up in the hebrew scripture and when he talks about the spirit to his own disciples he has got something in his mind that he is alluding to about the spirit of god and when jesus spoke about the spirit to his disciples i'm sure as a boy who grew up in the hebrew scripture the old testament his mind would have alluded to the genesis story of creation and the power of the holy spirit in the creation of god just go back just flip your bibles over to genesis chapter 1 the first and second pages of our bible and let us see what jesus is alluding to this morning genesis chapter 1 and is verse 1 and 2 in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth the bible introduces god in the very first line of the scripture the very first line introduces that there is god and what did this god do he is a creating god a god who created the heavens and the earth and verse 2 is not a good story verse 2 says now the earth was formless and empty and darkness was over the surface of the deep and look at something very interesting over there and the spirit of god was hovering over the waters so there is god in the beginning and there is the spirit of god in the very beginning in other words the opening two lines of the holy bible talks about god and god's spirit in other words this theme of god the father and the spirit of god is a major theme that is running through the bible and that's why the writer has introduced it right in the beginning of the holy scripture so there is god and there is the spirit of god right introduced over there and uh, who is the person the originator of all that exists according to the first two sentences of the bible genesis chapter 1 verse 1 and 2 who is the originator of everything it is god undoubtedly it is god how did that happen you get the story of the earth genesis chapter 1 and is verse 2 can we just look at that passage please now the earth was formless and empty darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of god was hovering over the waters so god created everything and there the earth was void and dark and empty there was no form it was empty and dark there was wasteland and this land is of no use you cannot live in this land there is no beauty about this land the place where it was first created there is a lot to talk between these two lines which i do not want to talk but that land cannot sustain life so who is there god has created everything but there is the earth which is void and dark and empty so who is there in the midst of the darkness and the chaotic environment poised to bring about life and beauty and order who is there the spirit of god is over there god created and the spirit of god is hovering over the emptiness and the darkness of this created world so who is responsible to bring life 
order beauty and vitality into the world that we live in god and spirit god created and the spirit gives life it is god and spirit now what do we understand from that god who is introduced in the story of genesis is plural being with inner distinction there is god and there is spirit but this god and the spirit is one and that's how we understand that there is plurality in that oneness god is spirit and the son is one but still they are different personalities we could say uh, as the bible puts him jesus said later jesus comes into the scene and jesus says if you have seen me you have seen the father i have been sent by the father the spirit is sent by jesus and the writer of john in his first chapter he says in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god in other words he also brings in the identity of jesus right in the creating work so right in the pages of genesis chapter 1 and his verse 1 and 2 we can find god the father god the son and god the holy spirit by the way how was it all created uh it was created by the breath of god the spirit of god the world was in existence came into being about trinity i just want to bring you one passage from the bible there are many passages in the bible but one passage just to keep you uh, some of you who are new to this understanding for you to understand in second corinthians chapter 1 was 21 and 22 apostle paul says now it is god who makes both us and you stand firm in christ so you have god there you have christ there he anointed us was 22 set the seal of his ownership on us and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit guaranteeing what it is to come there are many 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 passages in the new testament that talks about god the father son and of the holy spirit god who is one in three personalities now coming back to the story it's not a message on trinity is a message on the spirit of god what is the spirit of god what is the holy spirit of god when you look at the hebrew when god created the heavens and the earth and the spirit of god was hovering the hebrew word for spirit is ruha okay ruha and in greek it is pneuma uh, which means breath so understanding this word from hebrew we understand that the spirit of god is both breath and wind pneuma is the wind right so the spirit of god is understood as both the breath and the wind that we see now when you put your hands to your mouth and you speak jesus or you speak your name what do you feel you feel your breath you feel your life right can you see your breath we cannot see our breath but we can feel it and god's spirit is something like that when you go outside to a park or the roadside and you see the wind coming and the leaves just shaking can you see the wind no but can you see the leaves shaking yes so god's spirit is like that it is got life as you speak you can feel your breath 
at the same time it has got power like that of a wind that is the idea of jesus that's the idea of the bible when it talks about the holy spirit so it is breath it is your ruha is your breath and ruha is life and there is no ruha there is no breath there is no life in us now listen to me carefully what happened to the earth it is dark void and empty in genesis chapter 1 verse 2 so how does god's breath get released into the darkness void and emptiness what did god do genesis chapter 1 verse 3 what did god do god spoke god spoke when you speak the breath goes out of you and when god spoke the very essence of god the life giving spirit of god went forth out of god and it brought in the new creation in genesis amen the spirit of god when god spoke life comes out of him and that is termed in the bible as the very spirit of god god speaks a word and it is god's word that carries his animated life energy out of god into this world and that is the same energy that is with us left behind sent by jesus for his disciples the psalmist the old testament psalmist paid attention to this detail from genesis and they came up with their own understanding from the bible from the genesis story about the life of god or the breath of god in psalm 33 verse 5 and 6 the psalmist says the lord loves righteousness and justice and the earth is full of his unfailing love how is this possible how is the earth filled with his unfailing love in all the darkness that is around us in all the evil that is happening around us how can we find the unfailing love of god on the earth look at the next verse verse 6 by the word of the lord the heavens were made the starry host by his breath or the ruha of his mouth when you see god's love you see the creative work of god creating the human beings creating the animal kingdom and the plant kingdom creating the universe and the seas that are in there and when you see the love of god and the work of god which has been accomplished by the very spirit and the breath of god that has given life to this entire ecosystem that we are living in can i your name and church it is a work of god that we are living in this morning time the psalmist caught the breath of god and the spirit of god so beautifully you look around you can find that holy spirit work in life and in people being regenerated in the power of god and even in the non believers and in the world outside in the nature you can find the ruha the creative power of god at work even today Come with me to Genesis chapter 2 the second chapter of the Bible. In Genesis chapter 2 we have the similar story of lifelessness and the breath of God brings life to human being. Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. Then the Lord God formed a man. What is the word for forming the man? It is like a potter going to the spinning wheel and forming something out of that clay. God came and he took the dust of the ground and he formed man he formed man 
and man was a dead being not good dirt come out of earth what is good in man everything is dark no life in him god has made him but there is no life did god create man yes but is there life no life darkness void and then what did god do same work is repeated from genesis chapter 1 verse 1 and 2 in genesis chapter 2 verse 7 what did god do genesis chapter 2 verse 7 and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and the man became a living being so here is again a, a dust clay without life created by god and for it to bring life he sent his breath his life is ruha and man became a living being so what is the work of the holy spirit to go over the dark places and bring life vitality and purpose and beauty that is the work of the holy spirit in the new test on the old testament we find and jesus is alluding to the that that story god has a pile of dirt and what does he do with the dirt he breathes and he brings back that uh, that dust to life now where did you receive your breath now we are all breathing as i am talking to you you are inhaling you are exhaling involuntarily have you ever wondered where you got your breath from It is said that the stint is a migratory bird that f- comes from uh, the Siberian Russia traveling 8000 kilometers to Tamil Nadu's Nagapattinam district small bird just weighing some grams and they just migrate and is also said that some birds come to indian subcontinent from some 29 countries across the world for the summer time and the summer fruits over here and can you imagine this bird the stink such a small bird which is measuring just some grams nobody understands nobody names these birds but it starts traveling uh, 8000 kilometers all the way from siberia comes to tamil nadu and finishes its season and then goes back and when you see those birds flying who gave that bird life who gave that bird life and why is that bird flying it is god who has given the bird life it is the spirit of god can you imagine when a child is born and the mother is giving birth to a child the child takes the first breath nobody teaches the child to take the first breath inhales and exhales who gave that life who gave that breath it is the holy spirit of god it is god's life coming into a small embryo and enabling it to grow every one of us grew like that and when we are born out of our mother's womb we take our first breath the same thing what happened in the garden has happening is happening to every human being and plant and animal kingdom in this world and god continues to give life to his creation by his ruha by his holy spirit the life giving power of god dear friends did you make that breath that you are just taking did can you control your breath no so who has given you that breath it's not you 
it is god human existence is a gift of god the fact that i'm living today and breathing is a very gift of god for us the personal presence of creator is there every moment in our lives and in the created world it is not that god creates the earth and god creates the human beings and let them go it is not that god created me and i am i don't know who i am and i'm just wandering in this world every moment i am inhaling life it is not mine it is borrowed breath and life out of god the ruha of god we are existing on god's breath and it is god's right to give it and take it away whenever he wants how thankful we must be for the very breath that we have we are not standing here on our own our capacities are not on our own how much man is proud of his accomplishment and what he does he does not realize that he is just a breath and the breath is a borrowed breath from god thank god for our life can we lift our hands this morning thank god for our very life that god has given to us put your hands down and the writers of the old testament has caught this theme very well in job chapter 33 and his verse 4 the spirit of god has made me the breath of god the ruha of god has made me that's what i explained right now when you and i were formed in our mother's womb and when we took our first breath and even until now we are existing because of the spirit of god the ruha of god the breath of the almighty gives me life who are we to boast about ourselves we are just a breath and it is a gift of god upon our lives do you remember the covid time how many people struggled for breath how many people died we are still living because god has given that breath into our lives and god not only gives us breath god sustains the life the ruha of god the spirit of god sustains the life sustains you sustains me sustains the dog that is the the stray dogs out there who sustains it nobody cares for it but god sustains come to psalm 104 verse 27 and 28 all creatures look to you to give them their food at the proper time so who gives our food not big basket not fresh to home it is god who provides our food and uh, it says in verse 28 when you give it to them they gather it up when you open your hand they are satisfied with good things who has given those good things you look at your own body now and you find those good things look at the relationships that god has given to you all those good things from whose hand has it come it has come from god's hand and the life giving spirit has created us sustains us and provides for us we are taken care by god in a supernatural way and david pondered upon the spirit of god and david said in psalm 139 verse 7 to 10 where can i go from your spirit where can i flee from your presence his spirit david knew his his presence he cannot see god he cannot see the spirit of god 
But he knows that his spirit is always everywhere and there is no place where he is away from the spirit of God. And the spirit of God means the very presence of God. And Jesus is talking the same thing. I am going away, but I am with you always to the very end of the age. It is his presence with us. We are not orphans, my dear friends. We have been given the very presence of the triune God by the blessed Holy Spirit. Can I hear an amen, church? Amen. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. So let's move forward. In the Old Testament, God's ruha, God's breath or God's spirit gave special empowerment for people for specific tasks. You know, when it comes to the account of Joseph, Pharaoh says in Genesis chapter 41 verse 38, God's spirit enabled Joseph to understand and interpret the dreams of Pharaoh. Genesis 41 38. So it was God's spirit that enables man with wisdom to do the things that we are doing. We say it is my job. I worked hard. Who helped us? In this passage, it is God's breath. God's Holy Spirit has enabled you and I last week to go and work, to do our businesses, to earn money. Who has given us all that ability? God's spirit enabled Joseph to interpret Pharaoh's dreams. Later, God's spirit enabled Bezalel in Exodus chapter 31 verse 1 and 2 who is an artist. He was an artist and a craftsman in the tabernacle and God's spirit empowers him with wisdom and skills. If you have got a promotion, if you have been chosen in your company for that favor, you have been selected for that post. Who has given that wisdom? Who has given the choice to you? It is not our ability. And how soon we forget God, isn't it? We don't want to do anything with God. But God has given it to us. The spirit that enabled these people in the tabernacle with creative genius to make beautiful things in the tabernacle. Craftsman skill is given by this spirit of God, the ruha of God. And then we think about the prophets in the Old Testament. By the time the prophets came, the good world that God had created is already fallen in the Garden of Eden. And when man goes out of the garden, it is again as if in that out of darkness when God created light and put man in the perfect of the environment. When man walks out of the presence of God, he is going far, far into darkness, into Babylon, into sin and the issues of the world. And he's all in dark. And the prophets are sent by God because we have moved away from the presence of God into the darkness of people. And the prophets are telling the people to return to the light, to return to God so that they can come back to the life of God. Because in the darkness, there is no life. And it is a Holy Spirit that comes to us in our darkness in the Old Testament through the prophets and asking people to repent and come to the presence of God. And do you know that the Holy Spirit also spoke through Joel and Ezekiel that in the last days I will pour out my spirit on all people. 
then he spoke about writing the law of the lord in the hearts of people there was also a promise why because people are running away from god and the presence of god god had in his plan to send the blessed jesus christ and thereafter the holy spirit so that his spirit cannot come and reside in individual people but for everyone who comes to the presence of god the spirit the life giving spirit will come and dwell in a personal way in the believers of the lord jesus christ amen so what happened centuries forward Jesus comes into the scene in the gospel of Matthew Mark and Luke Jesus comes into the scene and he gets into the river Jordan and he gets baptized and the father god spoke and the holy spirit comes the spirit of god comes and descends on him like a dove and then Jesus is over there empowered by the spirit giving him the ability by god to bring people back out of darkness into the light of the world that's why jesus said i am the light of the world in the beginning god said let there be light and people went out of the light and now through jesus we have the light to come back to the presence of god and look at the ministry of jesus he goes about and raises the dead heals the sick and cures the demon possessed all these people who are in darkness and who is not beautiful who is living void and away from god has been restored back to life by the life giving power of the spirit empowerment upon the life of the lord jesus christ jesus was empowered by the spirit and he went about going around to the people around him and bringing them from darkness to life from the kingdom of the devil to the kingdom of god and restoring that beauty out of the void that is there in the lives of the people and when we read the bible we understand that it is the spirit of god that led jesus to the cross israel's religious leaders rejected jesus and it was god's spirit that enabled jesus on the cross and the writers of the new testament will tell that when he was laid in the tomb it was the very spirit of god that rose jesus from the grave that rose jesus from the grave look at the empowerment of spirit upon jesus life and this can happen to us if we die in christ on the coming of the lord jesus christ the same spirit that jesus has given to us will rise our dead bodies out of the grave to meet our lord when he comes in his second coming can i hear an amen church amen and then after resurrection jesus came to his disciples and he breathed on them the blessed ruha of god the spirit of god can you see the spirit theme going through the bible i just took you to the theme many people feel that the spirit came on the day of pentecost no is through the bible the spirit of god has been working right from creation into our birth and our life and existence and on the day of pentecost Acts chapter 2 as they were meeting together and praying and seeking the face of God there was a violent uh, wind that came the holy spirit came upon the people sitting on the upper room some 120 of them and the holy spirit came as the tongues of fire and rested on each and every one of them and the prophecy was fulfilled in the last days i will pour out my spirit on all people amen today that is available through jesus christ 
when you believe in jesus christ and when you are a child of god we have the immediate residence of this ruha of god the spirit of god the life giving power of god upon our lives so that this spirit of god can work in our dark areas of our life purify us and give us purpose for our life and present us perfect and holy to god at his coming and that is the work of the holy spirit praise god i speak in tongues and i sing in tongues but that is not just the holy spirit Holy Spirit is not just the feeling when I get when I worship God or clap hands loudly these are all needed but don't limit the Holy Spirit to that Holy Spirit is a person indwelling your lives if you enable the Holy Spirit and give him the permission he is able to work through those dark areas of human life and he is able to bring God's life beauty and order where there is disorder a advocate a guide a helper a comforter the spirit of truth we do not know what is the truth read the gospel of john chapter 13 to 17 you will find various definitions of the holy spirit the spirit of truth the advocate the comforter the guide he intercedes on behalf of us we do not know even though we are saved many times we do not know what is the will of god which way should i go and that's why we depend on that holy spirit i don't have to go to a prophet to know what is the way to do yes i believe in prophecy but i have the blessed holy spirit inside of me to guide me i have godly men and women around me who will guide me in the holy spirit in the truth that i have to walk and that is the ministry of the holy spirit let me conclude this morning i'm praying about this if god willing next week i will uh, take on the ministry of the holy spirit as evidenced in the writings of apostle paul what is the mission of the holy spirit i've just covered till the new testament till acts chapter 2 and that does not complete it in the writings of paul we can find the great mission of the holy spirit and the life of the early church and if i'm praying about it if i'm led by the spirit i will take that message next sunday so that we can have an understanding of how the spirit works in the life of believers at the mission of the holy spirit so today to conclude what is the spirit of god for us is there in your outline the spirit of god is god's personal presence point number 1 is personal present he is with you you are not alone presence of the creator right matthew chapter 28 verse 20 jesus said surely i am with you always to the very end of the age the second point the spirit of god is invisible invisible right like the wind is invisible and the breath is invisible the spirit of god is invisible understand that john chapter 3 verse 8 the wind blows wherever it pleases you hear its sound but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going so it is with everyone born of the spirit you cannot see the blessed holy spirit but when we are born of the spirit when we are born again we have the presence of the invisible spirit residing right inside our life the spirit of god is powerful the spirit of god that is within us is not weak 
is powerful and is power for us in second timothy chapter 1 verse 7 for the spirit god gave us does not make us timid but gives us power love and self discipline so the spirit of god is able for us to give is enough for us to have a powerful christian life a powerful life in this world and to love one another to become like christ the spirit of god enables us moving forward the spirit of god the holy spirit is the very presence of the creator god john chapter 14 verse 23 jesus replied anyone who loves me will obey my teaching my father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them so when jesus sent the holy spirit who is with us the same god the triune god with the father son and the holy spirit has made their home in us in the old testament they had to go to the temple to worship because that is the place where god resided in the picture for their, those people it's not that god was not there in other parts of the earth he is there everywhere but in a symbolic way for israel god was in the temple in the holy of holies but in the new testament paul says don't you know that you yourselves are the temple of god and if we are the temple of god who dwells inside the spirit of god and along with the spirit of god comes the father and the son will come together and make his dwelling with us are you not strong in your faith my dear friend that you are not alone you have that creator god the life giving god to take away every chaos and every mistakes of your life and to guide you in the path of truth and righteousness and victory and success in the lord jesus christ by the ministry of the holy spirit the spirit is the very presence of the creator and lastly the spirit will always lead us back to jesus wherever the spirit is manifested it will lead us back to the father and jesus right uh, john chapter 16 verse 13 but when he the spirit of truth comes he will guide you into all truth he will not speak on his own he will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come john chapter 14 verse 25 and 26 all this i have spoken while still with you jesus said but the advocate the holy spirit whom the father will send in my name and what will the holy spirit do will teach you in all things and will remind you of everything i have said to you so in other words the holy spirit teaches us guides us is a presence of god will remind us take us back to the words of jesus take us back to the creator god the yahweh god of israel and he comes and makes his dwelling in god's people then spirit is a very personal life giving and sustaining presence of the father and of the son the presence of the father and of the son and finally the spirit transforms and bring life to the creation the spirit transforms us inside out and brings vitality and life to the creation the mission of the holy spirit is for inhabiting the dark chaotic environments and conveying the spoken word of god 
to bring life order and beauty vitality new energy in our christian lives so we are not alone as you are reflecting and you are hearing the word of god it is the holy spirit who is ministering to you this image is a very powerful image from genesis 1 and 2 we live in a very unpredictable world our lives and stories we have are broken the crisis we have right now maybe you are going through some crisis in your life a sick family member the challenges in your job in relationships there is so much pain and there is so much darkness and chaos and void in our world at large and in our life and in my life and we go through it every day 